Hi, listeners. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast of your own? Well, let me tell you about Anchor. This is how I did it. I found it to be very easy. You haven't heard about Anchor? Let me explain. First, it's free. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Yay! There are creation tools that allow you to record, edit, right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you even. So, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Yahoo! (laughs) Download the free Anchor app, or you can go to the anchor.fm to get started. Have fun and let me know if you get one. Hello, my name is Sherry. Welcome to my first podcast. Season one, episode one. This might even be called the pilot. (laughs) Like I said, my name is Sherry. I'm 57. I've been uh, married and divorced four times. And I'm a Christian woman. I am a child of God's. Uh, When I was nine years old, I accepted Christ as my Savior and and, uh, went forward and was baptized. I knew what I was doing. You know, you guys might say that was a little too young, but I knew exactly what I was doing. And um, God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus has all been with me ever since. Thank God. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to open up uh, a little bit. I I had written down some of my life story when I went to treatment back in 1999. And here it is at 2021. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be okay with it. I've only shared it once. Uh, actually, twice. Uh, once uh, in treatment. And it was a my peers were affected um and then recently uh, now i've been divorced now this last time uh 3 years and i shared it with a uh, somebody that i wanted him to know me a little bit better and my story and so i kind of got this out and and when i was finished telling it he sulked for a whole week and and for that first two hours that after I told him he was speechless, angry. So anyways, this stuff has been inside me for a long time. I don't know where to put it. I don't even know if this podcast is a good thing, but um, I'm going to share little by little. So, anyways, uh, just let me read you part of this. Um, uh, I was born in Kennewick. I am the first of five children my parents had. Uh, My uh, mother lost two boys. One lived for seven hours, and one was born at four months. Then my sister was born prematurely, and there was really no contact with her. Uh, She was born in um, Seattle's Children's Hospital. She was born early. She weighed three pounds, 
13 ounces or something. Um, so I'm the oldest. And my sister, um, the second. Um, and, and, but there was no contact with her until she was three months and stable. You know, that's how it was back in the 60s. <laughs> um, and then my mom and dad lost one after my sister was born. And he lived for only two minutes. He had a deformity. Uh, my mother was RH negative and didn't get the proper care after I was born. Um, well, during the time my parents were married, we moved a lot. My father would step out on my mom. He was a looker. He's a very good looking man. And, you know, he would leave home and wouldn't come home for days. Drinking. And since my parents were young when they got married and both virgins, I'm sure he was out sowing his wild oats. That's my real dad. And, um, and so we moved a lot. And um, my mother would cry all the time. I don't remember my parents together that much. They divorced when I was four. My mother then met and married met and then like a year later married uh, my stepdad when I was five. We lived in the housing projects when he got a job in Aberdeen. <laughs> he was totally different from my real dad. Um, he was more of a family man than opposed to my sowing his wild oats father. Good looking man, by the way. And during the early years of their marriage, um, my stepdad was kind and could always be counted on. James was strict. <laughs> uh, you, got, you had to have the table manners, yes sir, no sir. But there was always something there that made me feel I didn't belong. When my stepdad got the job in Weyerhaeuser, we moved and I started kindergarten. I remember one traumatic thing that happened there. We had to get rid of two dogs we had because the police had came to our house and complained that the neighbors were complaining about our dogs. So my stepdad said he was going to shoot them. I must have said it, I don't know, excitedly, or just even said it, that I wanted to watch. I mean, what kind of a six-year-old, I mean, they just, I'd never seen that kind of stuff before, you know, so I don't, I don't even know why I said it, but anyways, and uh, I told him that I wanted to watch, which pissed him off. Because when we got there, out in the boonies, I had changed my mind and didn't want to watch. Ah! But he had, he had, he took my hand of five years old and said, you wanted to watch this and now you're going to watch, like it or not. So, dragging me out of the car, he whispered, if I was going to cry, 
he was going to give me something to cry about. He had brought only two bullets, one for each dog. My mother and my sister were in the car. He shot that first dog, and the dog went down fast. That second shot rang out, but the dog still stood, yipping and yipping and yipping. Oh, oh. he ran over there and with the butt of the gun, hit the dog. I didn't dare cry for fear I would get it. Get spanked. He didn't, wasn't that way. Just get spanked. I, I never got spanked. I never got hit, but on my rear end from him. It was never anything else. And I remember wondering why my mom had just let him do that to me. Why didn't she stick up for me? Why hadn't she put her foot down to stop this? I think I may stop there for a little bit. Um, yeah, my mom and, and stepdad, and they were of the old school. And uh, anyways, my, my, my real dad, my real dad, my mom's first husband, um, his family, my family, uh, grew up in Utah, Mormons. And so I think dad, you know, uh, uh my, my family, um, have vices. And so a lot of our Mormons, um, excommunicated us and so you know it was uh, my father grew up very poor his mother uh, abandoned him uh, abandoning <laughs> let me back up okay back when my grandmother and grandfather were in they went to school together in Utah and my grandmother and grandfather got married, and uh, about seven months later, my aunt came to be. And so that was number one. So and then um, my they had another girl after that, and then they had my father. So by this time, they had three kids, and my grandfather went to the war. I think it was a World War One or two. No, it had to be two. So he's in the service, and my my grandmother was adopted uh, into a Mormon family. The rumor was is that my grandfather went over into the French French War or somewhere over there, and. Long story short, he adopted a girl from over there. Whether she was his or not, we haven't the faintest idea. But anyways, my grandmother was adopted. And so, you know, um, she may have felt outcasted too in Utah uh, from the Mormons. And anyways, she was adopted into a family that didn't have any kids. She was the only child. Anyway, so when my grandfather married her, um, they were in Utah. 
And then um, everybody moved to Washington State because of Hanford. And, you know, that's where my grandparents and great-grandparents were. Now, when grandfather was in the service, he was in the Army. When grandfather was in the service, this is the story. Uh, they had called him up and, um, um, and told him that his kids uh, had been abandoned and that he needed to come home. Well, I, the story is, is that my grandmother abandoned her three children, which was, uh, you know, her first husband's, you know, her children. She, she abandoned them. She was, um, she drank all the time. And I, I don't know her story because she died a long time ago and I don't think I ever got to meet her. Um, but, you know, I don't know why, but she abandoned my um, dad and my two aunts who were older than him. And when they found my father, he was two and a half, almost three, and he couldn't walk. He had rickets. And he had a distended belly because he was malnourished. And they found my aunts trying to feed him in wet diaper. It just was a terrible scene. And so they called my grandfather up and asked him to come home. And thank God his parents, my great-grandparents, were there in the, in the same town to step in. Okay, so my grandfather comes home from the war. His wife has run amok, leaving the three kids here. And he feels stuck, I would think. So what does he do? He calls down to Utah and down to the relatives and, hey... Is there anybody down there that want to come up here and help me take care of these kids? Well, my grandmother's rival, high school rival, perked up and said, Oh, I will. So she, you know, moved up to Washington State. <laughs> and then eventually, my grandfather and her, she moved up and stayed with my grandfather great-grandparents and eventually my grandfather and my grandmother's school rival got married and then they had three four four children the last one four children so so okay so and they're you know the the family you know anybody who's anybody drinks and sometimes it can take hold of you and grab you by the ass. And yeah, and yeah. Mm -hmm. So then my grandfather and grandmother, great-grandmother, raised my dad. Because he was pretty sickly. And the two girls uh, went to go live with um, my step-grandma. And my grandfather. And, uh, anyways. I don't know what to say about all that. My mother, uh, they're from Missouri. And my grandfather, her dad, uh, was an officer, a police officer there. And not quite sure what the story is there, but, um, they also moved up to Washington State for Hanford, and it was 
my mother's mother's, my great-grandparents on her side built the house today that they have in the family, sort of, kind of. Anyways, so my, my father was raised by his grandparents who had a child with water on the brain. So my aunt, the, my great aunt, uh, he was raised with a dis disabled child. Kind of like my dad was with rickets, but he was finally able to walk at three. Um, and, you know, and uh, so anyways, so then there's my mom. My mom is the last child of six. My grandmother has six children, and the child before my mother, Aunt Susie, <laughs> she has Down syndrome. So my mom always, when she was younger, always had to take her sister wherever she went to the movies, on her date, help her, you know, do personal stuff. You know, Aunt Susie, Down syndrome, you know. So then I think when my mom and my, my dad met, my dad's really empathetic to that kind of stuff. And my mom and, you know, they were, <laughs> they were both virgins. And they both, they both say that. So, you know, I believe it. So, and because I was born 10 months to the day they were married. <laughs> Anyways, they got together and my dad, my dad's a, a nice looking man. I, well, I think he looks like uh, either the Marlboro Man or Chuck Connors. That's the kind of features my father has. And, you know, he had the wide shoulders, narrow, you know, he was nice looking. My mom, my mom was the prettiest one in her family, <laughs> told by everybody, said, oh, you're the prettiest one, my mom. Uh, but, um, you know, she... She was a looker. I mean, she had some some very nice features. Anyways, uh, they got married, and it was just really hard for both of them. Father never knew how to, you know, have a, a loving relationship and how to nurture it. He didn't know those things. Shoot, his mother abandoned him, and his stepmother didn't like him. According to him, I didn't believe that until years later when I saw it firsthand. Poor father. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so then, you know, um, I was born 10 months to the day. And even then they were having problems. You know, mom um, got pregnant twice. She... Um, miscarried three boys and and my sister was born preemie um, but you know girls are stronger and I think they'd come a little further in medical stuff by that time she was born in this um, children's hospital but and actually that's that's my earliest memory of her. That's my earliest memory is her coming home. But yeah, when she was born, you know, you couldn't touch her. And she was just all fragile. 
You know, she was a preemie, but you know, she was three months when she came home and I was the only child and <laughs> I was the oldest. <laughs> but anyways, I do have a couple memories there, but uh, I don't have any loving memories of my parents. Um, Mom cried a lot. Dad always was out drinking and, you know, and Mom... And Dad just didn't know how to work out their conflicts. I mean, how could they? Shoot. My father comes from alcoholics and my mother comes from... Well, actually, then my grandfather died when my mother was, what, 11? So she didn't have her dad growing up. And so she had her mother. And then she had remarried and so she had a stepdad. So... It's a curse. And, uh, yeah, that was the first five years of my life. Um, my mom was, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty angry and alone and abandoned. And my dad just, didn't know how to be a husband. I mean, he didn't have any. And they didn't care. You know, I mean, I don't know if they care. I couldn't say. I don't, I, I can't say that. They did care. They did care. But Dad found it greener on the other pasture, you know. So, anyway, so... Long story short, and there, <laughs> um, I they got divorced when I was five. No, four. Probably finalized when I was five because she had met um, my stepdad um, about know, a year or so after. I don't know when, but it wasn't during their marriage. No. And who knows? I'm sure it wasn't. Because they both would have said something about it. But uh, stepdad never said anything about that kind of stuff. And mom never did either. There's a couple of things I remember before my mom met um, my stepdad. Um, I had broken out my front two teeth. Uh, we had lived in Seattle. And Seattle, you know, the Queen Anne Hill, there was uh, hills. <laughs> and I was, you know, four I got tired of pedaling. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just, you know, and I was pedaling and pedaling, and I looked over and I'm like, oh, my neighbor, um, their garage was underneath their house, you know, so the the cement would go down and then go, you know, to the garage door. And I'm like, oh, a hill. So I got my little trike up at the very top, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be, I don't have to pedal. <laughs> so I got myself up at the top, spread my arms out, spread my legs out, and went down that hill, and I hit that garage door and busted my two teeth. <laughs> two teeth in the front and split my lip, and OMG. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And that was, um... Before they got divorced, my real dad and, and mom. And another incident that I remember 
is that uh, I was hungry a lot back then. I must have been because there was a neighbor guy and an older gentleman. He looked like he was retired. He was very nice, you know, and he's like, oh, oh hey, you want a cookie? You know, and my mom's were there. My mom was there. I'm sure I'll take a cookie because, you know, I like peanut butter cookies. <laughs> and so this one morning I got up. I was only, mind you, I was only five, but I was hungry and there was nothing to eat. And I remembered the gentleman down the street had cookies. So I, I walked down to the street and I must have knocked on the door and nobody answered. And I tried the door. Well, the door was open. And so I went in and started rummaging through his countertops looking for cookies and I locked the door from the door that I came in. And when the gentleman came to come back in the house, he must've just been outside doing something. You know, it was locked. And he asked me to open it up and I said, uh-uh, I, uh-uh, I didn't want to get in trouble, uh-uh. So he disappeared for a while and I'm munching down on cookies, munching down on cookies. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's, it's one of those doors where it's, you can see like halfway up is the uh, window. And he's like, see, my father's banging on there. Sherry Louise, open this door. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to get in trouble. No, I'm not opening the door. Open this door, he said. Uh-uh, I'm not opening it. I said, I'm not going to get, I don't want to get in trouble. I was just, I just wanted a cookie. You won't get in trouble. Open the door. I said, you promise? He said, yes. And I didn't get in trouble, thank, thank God. You know, he probably apologized to the guy, but I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were hungry. And, yeah, we were, yeah, we were hungry. Wasn't too long after that, we moved back to Eastern Washington from Queen Anne Hill. Um, with Sonia and me in tow. When, mm -hmm. And when she met James, it's hard for me not to say their names, but when she met him, he was driving a nice Mustang. I think it was blue. But it had flowers on it, like flower power on the, just at the tip of the, you know, where the white strip goes on there in the front grill. And uh, I was over there picking at it, picking at it, picking at it. And I got my butt beat. My mom says, ah, don't do that. Swat. And James is like, oh, don't do that. That's okay. You know, so, yeah, so, and, and they dated, and my mom told him that if they wanted to have sex, that they had to get married. She wasn't going to do it outside of marriage. So, I don't know, mm, year, I don't really know how long they knew each other, to tell you the truth, but they got married, and they they got married in a chapel, 
and I remember them coming through. I was at my grandmother's house, and they came to the door, and they were happy and joyful, and we got married. And I remember looking at him and saying, do I have to call him dad now? I said that out loud. And my mom said yes. Like, oh. Yeah. So. Anyways, I think I'm going to stop there. Maybe this is too personal. Because maybe it's just too personal. And maybe I'll delete it. But if you've gotten this far and you've listened to my story, please forgive my ramblings. I probably should have a script in front of me. I'll get back to the script in our next podcast. So, starts the story of the woman at the well. My story. <laughs>